You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. You're listening to America's Web Radio. And now time for the Classic Car Show with Steve Ronaldo and Jim Weber. Welcome to America's Web Radio and the Classic Car Show, only on America's Web Radio. And uh, first thing out of the box, I want to, uh, you know, just uh, everybody think about Bill Warner and uh, his great concourse, Amelia Island Concourse de Elegance, which is numero uno in the south and southeast. Uh, I don't think anything comes close to what Bill Warner does in Amelia Island, and uh, this is his weekend, and Bill, if you're listening, I hope you'll take a bow. I know that uh, beyond uh, Bill Warner being down there and, and doing his thing, uh, Bob Sellers with Reliable Transport is there doing his thing, and um, we're doing our thing yeah, up here. about everybody that's anybody in the car hobby is at Amelia Island this weekend? Probably so. Yeah, it's 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 if, and uh, a, a lot of folks that aren't anybody doing things. Yeah, doing it, it's Island. it's an all interest event. I mean, it it's just uh, you know, I've I've been several times, and uh, because of the stuff I'm involved in right now, I can't couldn't go away. Uh, and uh, it's it's quite a show. So if you're down in that area and you're really looking for something to do, uh, the car show is tomorrow. It's on Sunday. Right. And uh, there's all kinds of activities starting Friday, starting yesterday and today. And it's it's well worth going to. I, you know, I, everybody talks about Pebble Beach. And now what's interesting is that... Uh, Pebble Beach and Amelia Island now are being mentioned in the same breath. So, if if you would think that that Pebble Beach is the the big one of the country, Amelia Island definitely is 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 number two and growing and going to give going to give Pebble a run for their their money as time goes on and it continues to go in the direction. Plus, I think Bill is more interesting. He has themes and he has interesting stuff going on. I've been to Pebble once and uh, I don't think it's I don't I don't think it's as much fun as Amelia Island. I, I really don't. It's more of a look at me thing. You know, the other thing too about Bill Warner and Amelia Island is what they give to charity. Yeah. It, it's incredible. I don't know that Pebble does Oh yeah, they do. they give a huge sum too. Okay. Well, yeah. I, I, I'm not going to put them down or anything like that, but I just uh, I know that uh, Bill, when he was on a couple of three weeks ago, was talking about the amount the millions, that they had given, yeah, the, yeah uh, millions to that they give, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it, it's really it, it's really something, and uh, and and this sort of leads a good lead into the topic that we talked about doing. We talk a little bit about what you know why clubs and why should I belong to a car club and what do car clubs do and what kinds are there and you know just stuff about car clubs and and the reason I mentioned that at at uh, uh, now and we were talking about Amelia Island there's a uh, uh, 
PCA, Porsche Club of America, has a giant event associated with Amelia Island. All the Porsche stuff. Hmm. Uh, they have a big one. There's a couple other ones that, that uh, have stuff down there. But anyway, um, let's, let's just talk a little bit about clubs. Now, I've been a member of, of both national and local car clubs. Um, and I've served on the board of directors of two of the national car clubs, Antique Automobile Club and Horses Carriage Club. Uh, and, you know, why, why do this? Why, why, why should I even consider this? Cause every now and then, and not now, even more often that you'll run into people, well, I don't belong to clubs. I don't go to clubs. I, I, I don't need them. I don't need them. Well, actually, Without these big clubs, and we'll talk about the national organizations first, and uh, uh, without the big clubs, this hobby would be in really serious condition. Uh, whether anybody likes to admit it or not, uh, there's always a big drumbeat in, in government about uh, trying to tax us m- more. And everybody with an old car is wealthy, so why don't we go after them? <laughs> uh, you know, and, and well, those old cars are, are dangerous. They don't stop well. They don't have good lights. They don't have this. They don't have that and all this other stuff. And, and uh, clubs like AACA, Horses Carriage, Classic Car Club, um the, the main, a lot of the main players in this thing, Model A Restorers Club and, and all of this kind of stuff, they keep an eye on what's going on in the legal stuff. And SEMA, Special Equipment Manufacturers Association, publishes, you get, you can, if you've never looked at SEMA, you, you need to take a look at the SEMA website. Uh, the SEMA website, they're the ones that actually, I think, do the most monitoring of all of the the uh, um, legal end of this. And you get newsletters from them and alerts from what your state is trying to do. Uh, here's a good example. There was one not long ago in Sacramento in the beautiful, wonderful state of California... Mm-hmm has come up, and I uh, th- there was a piece of legislation going through Sacramento City that you would not... Let's listen to this. this and this was something that they said. You would not be allowed to work on your own car, even in your own garage. And certainly not outside, because Hunter and Megan and Biffy and Muffy all found it very offensive. And here's the other part of this. And this is how crazy these laws are. And you think this is odd. This is not unusual nutty stuff like this against the car people. Uh, you are only allowed to own tools that the average homeowner would need and use. What are they going to have, the tool patrol? I, I have no idea, but this is the stuff huh. that goes on in local, state, and the federal government. This is the stuff that happens. Well, you know, what you're saying <laughs> is 
what our country is ruled by now, and that's lobbyists. Uh, they are everywhere, and you and I can't afford to have a lobby, lobbyist national or local or even citywide. I mean, we, we couldn't afford it. There, there's no way. But these organizations can and can protect us. It's, yes, they absolutely do. And, and and I know this is extreme, and I and I don't know if this was published as sort of an idiotic joke that somebody was, you know, that, that this is... This person in Sacramento has proposed, or you know, I mean, this is that kind of stuff is stupid. But there are offshoots of that kind of stuff nationally. So one one of the main reasons to 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 belong to a big club, and I don't care if it's a hot rod club, you have good guys. Good guys is a huge street rod club. And then you have the National Street Rod Association. Those guys, again, have, have thousands of members and their events bring thousands of people. And we haven't even gotten to the events and, and things that happen. Uh, these guys, uh, promote and watch what's going on in this area because there's, especially for the modified guys, the resto mods and the street rods and the, the, what, Pro Street and all of this stuff, those are the more visible targets. And these are the guys that the governments go after all the time. Because, number one, they're they're very fast and they're very loud. Let's face it, my 1909 Maxwell is not a big threat on, on the highway to go speeding. Uh, but but they're, they're the ones that they go after. So it, whatever aspect of the hobby you're in, and I'm sure for our friends and uh, other countries, I, I I don't know, but I would assume that in places like Australia, New Zealand, and in the UK, where where people listen, I I'm sure that there's the same drumbeat, underground government drumbeat, trying to stop this or to change this or control this and do this and do that and all this other stuff. Uh, well, you got to take in mind that these people that we vote for, which voting for a representative is basically like hiring somebody, and heck, they haven't got anything better to do. They got to they got to spend their money some way, so they come up with those cockamamie ideas of yeah, uh, the tool patrol. Yeah, yeah. I just just it's not just that. You know, there there's a, a lot of the, the, this kind of stuff. So if you're looking for a a uh, if you will, a main, just, just a simple greed reason on your part to belong to one of these not larger national organizations. Uh, that's, this, uh, you, you've got to do it because these people are, 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 the government people are all just, they're totally whack jobs. They have no idea what they're talking about. And if people like that ABC and all the rest of her loony friends, if they ever have any of this green thing, this hobby's in serious trouble. Well, you know, uh, this is the other thing, too, that I think people think about. And uh, I don't have a classic car, but I do belong to AACA. And, uh, but, you know, as people are listening to the show today, Steve, they may say, well, you know, why do I want it or whatever and whatever, and uh, I won't get anything out of it. Well, you know... Whoever's listening, you have a classic car. It may be that you don't get anything out of joining one of the clubs, but you might 
be the one that contributes the most to joining the club. You might know something that Steve doesn't know. I can't imagine that. Oh, yeah, I can. (laughs) But you might know something that Steve doesn't know or somebody else doesn't know, and you you don't know how you might be a big help by joining the club and contributing what you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but, but, uh, there's, there's a lot, lot of aspects, but the, 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 the legal stuff and the, the constant vigilance that it takes to keep this a viable hobby, uh, and entity, uh, are, uh, is a, a, uh, amazing story. I, I, I can tell you, a uh, personal story about government stuff. Uh, I guess we should we're going to take a break in just a minute. So this is kind of a little long story, but I'll tell you simply what happened in, uh, here in this state. So anyway, why don't you? Uh, I'll go ahead and tell the story. We got. To- oh, it's going to be a little while. Anyway, what happened? This is several, several, quite a few years ago now. I got a call from a guy in Glen County, a friend of mine. And he is, uh, he said, we have a guy down here that has three Pierce arrows. And if you know anything about old cars, or if you don't, Pierce arrow was sort of like the Packard, Rolls Royce, uh, Duesenberg, not quite the Duesenberg level, but a very high line, very expensive car in its day in the 30s. And he got, they had, used to have a law here called ad valorem, and the counties could charge what he wanted uh, for this ad valorem tax to register your car. And one of these cars was restored. Two of them were in boxes and in process. And he, he got a, a bill from the county for $7,000 ad valorem per car. So that's $21,000. And two of them were just boxes of parts and stuff they were in process like I said well this guy called me up and he said what do you know about this I said nothing I said you know we pay ad valorem here but you can usually sort of talk to the county this is in this in Georgia the counties could do whatever the hell they wanted so here was at least where the county I live in they were reasonable so nobody thought much about it but he said, see what you can do about this. So a couple of, few of us got together and I talked about this story, uh, what was going on. And the guy said, well, what can we do? I said, I don't know. We kicked around and we, a statewide club called Georgia Association of Motor Clubs. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> and we held a meeting in Macon. <coughs> and other people from other counties were saying the same thing. This got so bad in this state, there was a guy across the state line in Florida selling you one square inch of Florida (laughs) so that you were a resident and homo or landowner in Florida and you could register your cars there so you wouldn't have to pay the tax here on these antique and street rods and custom cars and all of this stuff. So we tried to do something. And because of association with other people, there was a Chevy dealer in Bremen. And I don't know if he's still there anymore, but he was a member of the local ACA region. And Tom Murphy, who was the most powerful speaker, he was the Speaker of the House and the most powerful politician in the state. And I'll tell you car-wise how powerful he was. He drove only pickup trucks. 
and he did not believe in seatbelts. So, he had pickup trucks designated in the state of Georgia as farm vehicles and exempt from the uh, seatbelt laws in the state. So, the guy, the Chevy dealer, and because Mr. Murphy lived in that same area and bought all his trucks from him, uh, said, they told him, and he couldn't believe that this was going on. So, he said, he called me up and said, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to arrange a lunch for you and me and Tom Murphy. Okay, fine. So we did that. And I told him the story about all this stuff and what we were doing, and we weren't getting anywhere with our local county people, and they didn't want to hear anything. And to put it bluntly, he said something to the effect, well, that's just damn bullshit. And he said, what I'm going to do is I'm going to write you a law. And on the last day of the legislature, you come downtown to Atlanta, you come to the House, and we'll pass the law. Then you carry it across the hallway to the Senate, they'll know you're coming, and they'll pass the law. And he said something like this, he goes, then you bring it over to that idiot governor and he'll sign it. And what happened as a result of that was statewide, all cars, 25 years old and older, are exempt from emissions, all valued at $100. So, ad valorem statewide was something like $12 to register your car. So, we made it statewide. And this would not have been possible without this uh, forming this, this club for a single purpose, actually, and members of this org of other club organizations having the ability to put us in touch with the right people to make this happen. Now, sort of a quick sidelight before we go. They came after the Confederate Air Force here. They were based at a local air, air uh, airfield here uh, called PDK. They came after them. And can you imagine what? Ad valorem would be on a B-17 World War II bomber. Well, okay. So they called me up and said, can you, can you, uh, uh, come down to the restaurant where they have their meetings and tell us what you did? And I said, okay. So I went down and told them the story. And, the uh, uh, guy, they all thought that was really cool. And a guy came up to me afterwards and said, look, I have one of three Mustang P-51 Mustang trainers that are running and survived. Would you like to go for a ride? I said, let me think about that for a millionth of a second here. <laughs> and so and we made this deal, and, and I never heard from him. And I said, well, that's okay. So he called me. He said, I'm sorry, I, for, I found your card. I forgot all about it. He said, I'm going for a check ride today out of PDK. Will you, you want to go for your ride today? I said, I'd love to. So I went over there. Gotten, gotten that, that, that two seat P 51 Mustang fighter. And when that guy fired up that V 12 Rolls Royce engine, I, if I, if I could have grinned any wider, it would have been around my, my, would have met behind my head. What a cool thing. So personally, I, you know, I had that, that was a, a nice aside to being able to do this. But back to what this was all about is that, that, uh, um, without clubs, and without the people in the clubs and the, the the diversity and the contacts and the information that's available, who knows where this would have ended up. 
because there was no consistency in the state. Then we had the antique car license plate and all this other stuff out of this. So there's a reason for that. So well, and, cl- clubs over the years have uh, <coughs> proven that um, many voices are louder than one. Oh, absolutely. And, uh, so and it and uh, you you brushed by it a second ago. You don't know who somebody else knows and how close they are, or who the relative is, or you know exactly. And, and um, as we have found out, the older we get, it's not what you know, but who you know. And uh, if you have a direct line to the governor, or a direct line to the speaker of the house, or a direct line to wherever, that can be invaluable if you need to get a message across and. You know, and a lot of times it's not that the person in power is opposed, just like Murphy they don't know. in this case. They just don't know. They don't know what they're doing. And they, if, they uh, don't know if the somebody effects. doesn't tell them, then uh, it just goes gets swept under the rug like many other things get swept under the rug. And, um, you know, it could be uh, it can be anywhere that uh, somebody's having a, a at a cocktail party and having a, a cocktail with the governor or lieutenant governor or who knows and uh they mention oh by the way are you aware of and uh the conversation starts up and the results can be absolutely incredible and this is true not only in the in the classic car field but every in, in hobby everything and, yeah and uh so we encourage uh, Take a look at it. And if there was one organization, if you're into the classic cars at all, if there's one organization that I would highly recommend, it's AACA. And, uh, yeah, if you're into re- restored cars. And then you got the, the street ride end too, the big ones, the two big street rides. They do the same thing, but that's their deal. But AACA and, um, Steve Moskowitz, it's a wonderful organization, and their magazine, just the beauty of their magazine is worth joining. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a cool book. Yeah. So, uh, Steve, if you're listening to us today, hello. Um, <laughs> He's probably down in Amelia Island, I would guess. Probably in Amelia Island, and I hope there are a lot of people talking about us down there, and uh, again, we be, we wish Bill Warner and... Uh, we also uh, Bob Sellers down there with Reliable Transport, and I uh, hope he does well. He gets a lot of business and uh, moves a lot of cars. So a lot of things happening, and we're coming into the season of uh, more things happening yes. yeah. uh, in the classic car hobby as uh, it warms up, and uh, there are more and more tours. And uh, if you're like Steve, who I'm... If I ever grow up, I'd like to be like Steve and uh, find a lady like Brenda that uh, love going on on these tours and go on some of the tours. And that's another thing that the clubs do that uh, are very rewarding. And you see a part of the country that uh, you you may might never know it's about true. or might never see. Yeah, and have access to things you'll never ever see. Private yeah. collections and stuff. Stuff. So, you know, we encourage you to do that. We're going to take a break. It's sort of uh, in the middle of the of the road, but we're going to take a break, and we'll be back on the Classic Car Show starring Steve Ronaldo today. Our buddy Jim Weber is uh, someplace, and uh, Jim's probably listening in. If he is, he's probably just raised his hand. So 
We'll talk to uh, Steve uh, one of these days. He'll be back in. But stay tuned. We'll be back right after this. Hi, this is Steve Ronaldo, host of the Classic Car Show on America's Web Radio. Uh, just talking to you about anti-car insurance. I think that uh, if you're looking for the best coverage for your classic car, consider J.C. Taylor Insurance. They've been our my insurer for years in this hobby and have the top rating of every, all of the insurance companies in the hobby. When you get ready for insurance, call J.C. Taylor or visit jctaylor.com on the Internet. And I want to throw in something that we don't throw in enough. We, we've been tossing the name uh, Bill Warner around, uh, Mr. Amelia Island. Couldn't be a nicer guy in the world except for Mr. Bob Wallace. No, they're both the same. Bob is uh, president of J.C. Taylor Insurance. And uh, I got the opportunity, and it is the opportunity, particularly for me. I'm... <laughs> I'm nothing in the industry, but the thrill of talking to Bill Warner when I can about Amelia Island and also talking uh, the other day, I had the opportunity to talk to uh, Bob Wallace. And um, the, the beautiful thing about this hobby, and this is why I joined some of the clubs, like we've been talking about, there are, with the exception of Steve, no, I'm just teasing, uh, now, everybody is just nice, and you can't find many organizations or hobbies or anything else where, and I can say uh, across the board that the people that I deal with in the hobby, in the classic car, vintage car, whatever you want to call it, hobby, are just flat dab nice, and you feel honored to do business with them, you feel like you're getting, you don't ever have to worry about getting taken advantage of, certainly not by J.C. Taylor Insurance. They bend over backwards to help you, as does Bill Warner getting you to come into Amelia Island, as does the guys at Reliable Transport, Reliable Carriers. Um, these folks are just nice, so... If you're just now getting into the hobby, those are some people that I recommend, and they're just nice, and they will take care of you. So we're going to take another couple of minutes out, and we'll be back on the Classic Car Show with Steve Ronaldo. We'll be right back. morning. My name is Mike Mizell. I'm a retired Army colonel and president of the Johns Creek Veterans Association. We meet in Newtown Park, and part of one of our projects is the installation of the Healing Wall, the half-scale model of the Vietnam Wall that traveled the United States. Well, it's coming to rest, and it's going to live in Johns Creek forever, the half-scale model. We're looking at a possibly a March implementation ribbon-cutting ceremony, and we're looking for donors and sponsors that want to help us in this great project. You can donate at jcvets.org.
Hi, my name is Steve Ronaldo, host of the Classic Car Show on America's Web Radio, talking to you about antique car insurance. Uh, in this hobby uh, that I've been part of for years, not all insurance companies and insurance coverage is the same. I would suggest that you call J.C. Taylor or visit jctaylor.com to find out some information about some of the best antique car insurance you can get, such as agreed value. Uh, insurance for your classic car. Again, if you're, when you get ready to, to, uh, insure your classic, classic, antique, or even your street ride, call JC Taylor Insurance or visit jctaylor.com. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And we're back on America's Web Radio and the Classic Car Show, and we're talking to you today. And when I say we're talking to you today, uh, literally about joining uh, your local club. If you, if you have a classic car, you probably belong to that car club. If not, you don't have to have a classic car to belong to AACA or any of the any other clubs. Other ones, no. Uh, you just, uh, if you have an interest in a particular car, uh, and you were looking to buy one, well, look, the clubs are a great place to start. And um, the communications between owners is incredible. And you don't know what you might find. And and uh, they might even have information about how you get it past your wife to get it in the garage. <laughs> but anyway, uh, it is it is something you might want to think about and uh, look into. The clubs are great. And they support the hobby that we all love. Yeah, they're the they're the they're the foundation. Uh, he mentioned uh, um, he mentioned a couple things uh, that I, I think are are important. Uh, support for any particular aspect of of this hobby. And again, I you know I like them all for the most part. There's you know. I've had street rods. God, I had my first street rod in 1962. Uh, I still like real street rods, open wheel coupes and roadsters and, and stuff. Uh, and when you start doing this stuff, and I don't care if you're doing that or you're, you're restoring a Model A or you're restoring a Pierce Arrow or a, a Packard or a Ferrari, you can't know everything about everything. It's impossible. You can't. And and the 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 clubs and the wealth of knowledge. I know guys that that have, you know, they're they're they might have twenty Model A's, and they've restored all of these cars, and they know just about everything there is to know about that particular car, and they're accessible, and especially through through club member other club members you can you can get a hold of these people and ask them questions you know why do you always want to try to in, reinvent the wheel and and I'm not picking on the, the suppliers cuz I that's another part of the hobby without the suppliers we wouldn't have a hobby you know people complain about this one they complain about that one but just think about it where are you going to go and look and find you know, again, we'll stay with Model A, Model A parts. If it wasn't for these national suppliers, like Mike's around here and Snyder's and some of the other ones, uh, what would you do? How would you possibly do this stuff? The OEM stuff is long used up. 
you can't find it. It just doesn't exist anymore. And these guys take their, they invest their time and their money in having something made so you can keep your car on the road. But they also is stuff, some things don't work. A perfect example. Uh, and this is, and, and I'll lead into the, the Jaguar Club. I bought this Jaguar uh, from a guy, absolutely gorgeous car. But the guy changed oil and did all the basic service. But the things are like 25 years old, rubber hoses, brake pads and stuff. The car doesn't even have 50,000 miles on it. And and uh, so I'm going through this thing to make it more roadworthy. And I run into two instances without the Jaguar Club and people in the Jaguar Club and and people with that that know these things I, I i'd still be sitting there scratching my head trying to figure out what we're going to do for example somewhere on 1994 jaguar changed the rear rotors on the on the the disc brake setup from uh, to vented uh instead of solid rear rotors well you go to order brake pads you get the ones for the solid rear rotors and I and I I called the guy I bought it from. No, this is the right part number. This is the right part number. So I got a hold of a friend in and in, in the Jag Club, and 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 used their website to find out about this stuff. And he that's when I found out that there are two things. And see, without access to this and people knowing this and being able to communicate this. I would have never been able to figure out which brake pads. It was the same with the thermostat housing. So without these people in these clubs and you guys having access to this kind of stuff, it, it's impossible. And the street rod guys are the same. You know, you, you everybody thinks, well, it's sort of real easy. I'm going to go and I'll, I'll buy this and I'll put a small block Chevy in here and I'll do this and I'll do that and I'll do that. You know, everybody's already done what you've done many times and has made all the mistakes. So why do you want to remake all the mistakes that somebody else has done? So you're, you're, you're looking at Crane Cam's catalog and you're trying to figure out which camshaft you're going to put in this Chevy 350. Uh, and you order the wrong one. And then you say, well, I want the fastest camshaft and the highest performer I can get. Well, the problem with doing that is you have no vacuum. And you can't run streetcars without vacuum unless you put a vacuum pump on this thing to run everything that needs vacuum. And, and the clubs provide you with this information. There are, they, they do. They, they, they're an irreplaceable source of knowledge. Uh, nationally and locally, you'd be surprised at the people in your own hometown, if you're just getting into this especially, who who have done this stuff and have been around with this kind of stuff that you can, you know, they can answer these questions for you. So you don't, and believe me, I in all these years I've been doing this, I have made more than my share of mistakes. Uh, not knowing what I'm supposed to know because I didn't know who to ask and where to go and find this stuff. And a car is a very complicated piece of equipment, even in the old, my, like my old Maxwell. Uh, you know, it, the perfect example is if you read, the, there's no publications uh, that you can find. The, the, the one thing, like the, the valve clearance, the valve clearance specification on a two-cylinder Maxwell is adequate. <laughs> okay, 
And it, then it says, well, and the, the, the little manual that comes with it, how to operate and maintain your car. If it's not adequate, find a competent blacksmith and he will adjust the valve length to make it adequate. He will, he will adequate it. He will, he will make it. Yeah, he will ad- adequate it. And, and this is the kind of stuff. What does that mean? I have no idea. So going into the, the, the Maxwell Club, there are people that have done this and said, well, this is the, this is the clearance that everybody has found over the years to make work. And without these clubs, how would, how in the hell would this information ever get out to anybody else that's trying to do that? And speaking of information, I, I, I'll, as, as, as some of you know, I, I'm a big supporter of AAC. I have been for years. And the AACA library, now with the, 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 uh, uh, Philadelphia Automotive Collection, they close and giving all that to AACA and, and Mr. Fred um, is going to be the biggest library, automotive library in the country. AACA maintains this, does this, and makes this available. And you don't have to be a member of AACA, but this doesn't happen for free. This is a multi-million dollar task to maintain and run this library. So if you're trying to do stuff uh, and you don't know where to turn, you can always go to the AACA library. And I think it's only fair if you're going to use it, you should support it somehow. Because this is not free. This is, a, this is a monumental undertaking supporting this library and making it available. Yes, there are other libraries out there, but you try to get a hold of the information. You try to find that stuff. Well, I want to add one other thing. Um, the uh, person that is in charge of the library is uh, Chris Ritter. Chris Ritter, yeah. And, I, you know, again, I want to emphasize and reemphasize the fact that, you know, Will Rogers said I never met a person I didn't like or something like that. And um, I'll say my side of that is I've never met a person in – the classic car hobby that's legitimate that isn't just willing and like Chris Ritter at the library is willing to bend over backwards to give you help and work with you to find the answer and whatever the situation might be and that's the way all of AACA is and it's just a a very very good experience working with them and being a member of AACA and you can start to stick out your chest and say, "I support them." Well, and you should, I, and and for for many many reasons, and and even like I said, from the legislative end to to the information, which I consider essential. I, I don't. There's there. Sure, the website is out there, but uh, the, all these different websites are out there. But this is really legitimate, real for really information. You know, not not just made up stuff. Uh, that these guys do, and 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 as they and say in court, it's not hearsay. It's they've done it's it. It's not BS. <laughs> yeah, but but so that's that's a that's a big reason. And if you're into this hobby at all, um, you know, information is the backbone of this hobby. And and I've made my mistakes over the years simply because, you know, I just didn't research the information that I needed. I didn't find out. I didn't do it right. I didn't do this and I didn't do that. Obviously, the uh, Model A Club, that's Model A's, 
the horseless carriage club. What does that cover? And oh, horses. Well, yeah. There's there's clubs for for everything. The the horses carriage club is 1915 uh, and older. Now they do have other registries because a lot of people they call them registries, clubs within clubs. Uh, AACA has, and we'll talk about regions and local in just a minute, but. But they have uh, the main focus of Horses Carriage Club is 1915 and older. But many people have other cars. Let's face it, uh, you know, uh, uh, a 1912 uh, DeWalt is not going to be your everyday driver car because it goes 20 miles an hour. And they'll have a Model A or they'll have a, a, a 34 Buick sedan. They'll have other kinds of stuff. So they do have four members of Horseless Carriage Club within in Horseless Carriage groups, like uh, the Nickel Registry. Those are cars that instead of have before chrome, after brass, but before chrome, use nickel plating to make them look nice, shiny nickel stuff. So they call it a Nickel Registry, so your car has to be a, a, a nickel, nickel-era car. There are certain clubs within clubs, like four... Maxwell's and for this and they support the, these people and they make this available too so it's not just the umbrella club it's also small groups within the small groups I, again we'll pick Model A's Model A's have there's two big Model A clubs there's two big Model T clubs uh, and and they have within their organizations a Model A A400 club a group, and then they have a. Uh, we'll have a a mail trucks. And Model A's are some of the most interesting cars because Henry made things like mail trucks for the government. They were done as mail trucks. They came out as mail trucks. They had limousines. They had all kinds of all kinds of stuff. But this smaller group within the big group is information and and. You know, don't use this, but use this because this car is different from the standard Model A. And again, uh, where the you know where the stuff is, it, it's again it, all information. And the the clubs the, the the clubs and the clubs within clubs are are the main source of of, of uh, information. Being able to, like you said earlier, meeting the meeting and getting to know the right people is exceedingly important and beneficial for anybody in any aspect of this club. Oh, we're... Time to take a break. Okay. We'll be <laughs> back with more after this. Hi, this is Steve Ronaldo, host of the Classic Car Show on America's Web Radio. Uh, just talking to you about anti-car insurance. I think that uh, if you're looking for the best coverage for your classic car, consider J.C. Taylor Insurance. I've been our my insurer for years in this hobby and have the top rating of every, all of the insurance companies in the hobby. When you get ready for insurance, call J.C. Taylor or visit jctaylor.com on the Internet. The disease of addiction is a life-altering challenge not just for the person suffering its effects, but also for the family and friends who support and love the one caught in its grasp. What should be the course of treatment? Who is the best person to render treatment? And what is the best place to go for the care that is needed? We know that you want answers to these and many more questions. 
Call 770-696-9862 and speak to a representative of the Atlanta Healing Center. They can tailor a program specifically designed to address the needs of the person suffering with an addiction or give you guidance as to where that help may be found. Information is the key, and the trained staff at AHC is here to assist. If you wish, you can also get more information on the website located at www.AtlantaHealingCenter.com. Whether cruising the Strip in a 57 Chevy or taking the family on a vacation in a 71 Oldsmobile Vista Cruiser, you need to tune in to Classic Cars with Steve Ronaldo and Jim Weber every Saturday from 8 to 9 a.m. on AmericasWebRadio.com. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Okay, we're back on America's Web Radio and the Classic Car Show. And want to remind everybody that, one, you can listen to the show uh, again or download it if you'd like from our website or from iTunes or any of the other podcast servers, uh, and we're on all of them. And it will be available uh, Monday afternoon. And if you would like to be a part of it, just email Steve at America's Web Radio or David at America's Web Radio and give us your thoughts, your ideas, and uh, we'd love to hear from you. And with that said, if you'd like to participate as a sponsor, we reach a lot of folks. Uh, it's amazing the number of folks that we do reach with the show. And as I was just kidding, Steve... Uh, we get emails. We've gotten emails now from Australia, from uh, the U.K. We also understand that New Zealand is listening to us. So, And that's a little bitty island. They couldn't have very many classic cars on New Zealand. But uh, I don't know. anyway, uh, they putt-putt up and down the mountains in New Zealand, I guess. But we uh, we love our audience. We love what we're doing. And we do it for you. And we want to serve your interests as do clubs just like we were talking about and if we can help you with something we'll be more than happy to try to find the answer to any question that you have or if you have an idea for a show or you're in the hobby in some shape form or fashion let us know and we'll work out a time to interview you and put you on the classic car show and we might even include Jim Weber yeah (laughs) Hello, Maybe. hello. Uh, anyway, we were talking about stuff. Now let's get into the, the, the <laughs> that stuff word. <laughs> anyway, we were talking about all kinds of different things. Things, things. things. All right. Anyway, um, one of the one of the the main aspects of the hobby that we have not talked about in clubs is the things that they do, both nationally and locally. And I'm talking about activities now. Uh, for example. AACA sponsors throughout the calendar. They have they have a, a big convention every year in Philadelphia in February. Okay, that's nice if you're a convention kind of guy and want to go to seminars and learn stuff and how to make your region more active. But they also have activities. They have national meets and tours. National meets are car shows, more or less, if you want to cut it down, where they go and get your car judged by a judging staff. And I, I personally think that because of the diversity of AACA, cars from a, a one-cylinder red bug all the way up to a V16 Cadillac, 
you can't be all things to everybody. So they're judging their judging standards are are broad in general and and you'll find that most usually one or two people on your judging team if you bring a car uh know about that car but if you have something special you document it and it's very prestigious to win they go from a junior car up from a third second or first junior then you go to a senior car then you go to a grand national winner, and then you go to a grand national se- uh, senior. And it and and the interesting thing is you don't you don't compete against each other. You compete against a point system. Uh, it's not this car scored. It it's up, anybody within this range uh, can can win. So that's one of the things. And the meets are very prestigious. If you have a car that gets to win an AACA Grand National and Grand National Senior, you add a considerable amount of value because it 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 generally realized in this hobby that you you uh um this car has met the criteria uh for what it is and there's yeah you now what what it's supposed to be I guess is a better way to say it. Now the tours, which is my favorite part. Uh you go on on car tours and nationally we we usually do three or four a year uh we're going to do one in arizona uh coming up uh which i'm really looking forward to because i'm not that overly familiar with uh, that w- grand canyon area and stuff we'll be in in arizona for the uh this tour you spend a week on these tours uh and you and the nice thing is that you get to see things that number one you would never make the effort to go see on your own you just wouldn't and then you get there and say whoa man is this cool or the people in the region are connected to somebody who's a historian will say we're going to show low who's the the uh, uh owned this giant ranch outside of Sholo, arizona that nobody goes to except by invitation uh, and I even, we did one in Texas one time in the hill country of Texas, and I came, and, and I came in second place in the, uh, cow chip throwing contest. Now, I, of course, I, you know, I would seek out a cow chip throwing contest. But those kind of activities, and, uh, you know, you get to do and see, and you spend a week with people, and we have lifelong friends from this hobby all over the world we've met and know. And that's that. You can't buy that. I don't care what you say. You cannot buy that anywhere. And all of the big clubs do that. They all have tours, and they all have meets and car shows. So you, if you go on a tour, you don't have to have a car that looks like a beauty queen or a trailer queen because you're driving the damn thing. So if you have a couple paint chips and you have on your Model A, you have radial tires instead of bias fly tires. Fine, go for it. So there's those two aspects of, of the hobby national and almost all of the clubs do that, including the classic car club. And the classic car club is very interesting and they have a list of cars that they only allow and they're considered classics. They're not just a, it, you know, again, we'll pick my Cadillac versus other Cadillacs. Mine's a 60 series. My 37 Cadillac is not a classic car. But if it was a 70 series, it was because it's a little more refined and a little more blah, 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 you know, that kind of stuff. You know, 
you probably think I don't listen to you, Steve, but I do, and and uh, even at my age, some of it sinks into the gray matter. And talking about clubs, as you were just talking then, one of the stories that, not that you ever tell many stories, but you're sort of, well, being a vet, I've never heard a veteran tell one story. It's always a multiple of one to 100 stories. But one of the stories that I always remember and one of the shows that was the best that you've ever done was about trailers. And uh, you were trailering a car. Yeah. And uh, and your astuteness of backing your trailer and you got help from club members. Oh, and, yeah. Oh, yeah. When I had that, yeah, when the guy told me to back in, I said, you don't understand that <laughs> World War II fighters, they put swastikas when they shot down the German things. And I have pictures of crap I've hit backing up. <laughs> so so they, they did it for it. They put it right in the spot. But anyway, and so there's the national aspect. And then there's the local level. The The local level of the different, I don't care if it's street rods, I don't care if it's Corvettes, whatever. The local club is is where you make friends forever. We've been, we've been friends with some of these people since the seventies uh, in in the local car clubs, and in a lot of them have monthly or quarterly events. It may be just a dinner. You all get together and go to dinner and tell lies to each other. <laughs> but you have I hear a good example. Our the Model A region I belong to, a Model A Restorers Club, the Gold Mine region. Twice now they're finishing the second one. The club has bought or got donated an old Model A, and they have they turned one into a speedster that they sold. They did it. A guy put his house, put his knowledge, his tools, his space, his everything to put it together, and they sold it to benefit the club. Now, the the, the guys that worked on this now have an invaluable hands-on experience of how every damn piece of this car works and how it does. And now they're doing, an, I think it's a 29 sedan, four-door sedan. And and the guys are doing and you don't you just don't get this this kind of camaraderie and fun and and education and the local clubs do great stuff. They you mentioned veterans. Hell, I get called all the time to go come to the Veterans Day parade. Come to this. Bring your Model A to here. Bring your whatever to this or do this. You know they they get support in weddings. I don't charge to do <laughs> weddings. I refuse. But I'll I'll tell them to. Do you, do you wear your reverse collar or do you just do them for free? Uh, no, no, I, I yeah, my <laughs> reverse collar. No, I ask them to donate to the. I ask them to donate what you would pay me to uh, your favorite local charity. I don't want money. I don't want money. You give the money that you would pay me to drive over there and take your son or daughter away from their wedding or their 16th birthday party, or your 50th anniversary. You pick your local charity and what you would pay me. You give it to them. You know, uh, one other thing that, uh, or two other things. One, like we talked about, if you ain't been there, ain't done that, and you don't know how to do it, somebody in your club may. Or if somebody in your club doesn't know, somebody in another club may know that you all have yeah. contact with. The other thing that uh, clubs do, and we certainly, as a radio <laughs> station and as a show, support, 
is this, the clubs support any of the universities and organizations that are training kids. Absolutely. In, that, in I forgot you even mentioned that. I, you know. So that's yeah, why you got I, me here. Yeah, I come I, up with I the dumb stuff. I, no, no, that's a that's a great thing. We go and I've done lectures at high schools and colleges and done presentations and programs about this stuff. You know, it, it, it's a it's it's a people hobby. The cars are the catalyst that bring the people together. And you do stuff, you see stuff, you hang you you hang around with people with the same interests, and you make lifelong friends. Uh, I. You know, Brent and I have said this, I don't know how many times. I, you know, this old car hobby has been the major part of our social life that since we can remember. Uh, not, you know, uh, it, it just has been. And, uh, I have, I have no regrets. Uh, uh, and that, and that's what I said earlier. That's due to the people. And they're just nice people in the, in the hobby. Um, they don't mind. Uh, I guarantee you, there ain't a one of them that minds getting their hands dirty. And, and from the wealthiest on down to the poorest, and we have some people that have unbelievable collections and money, down to a guy who ha- inherited Grandpa's Model A. How about a neurosurgeon that's a friend of ours, Fred Simeon? Yeah, oh, Fred. Yeah, Doctor Fred. Yeah, and. Yeah. Uh, I- you know, he, he works on, he did work on brains and now he works on cars. Yeah. But. Yeah. I mean, they're just, just great folks. But so if you haven't, uh, and you're saying one of these, I don't, you know, well, I don't need those people. I don't want to, well, you know, you really need to rethink. I, you're, you're sort of, you know, you remember when Tom Hanks made that movie when he was stuck with a volleyball on an island? That's sort yeah. of what <laughs> you are. Anyway. Uh, enough. I know I've prattled on and on and on about this and all the other stuff. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Whoever wrote that email, you've gotten it back many times over. Okay. Well, we're going to have to, as Jim and I would say, put the plug in the jug, get out of here, and get ready for next week. You're listening to America's Web Radio, the classic car show with Mr. Steve Stuff Ronaldo. And we'll be back next week just for you and the classic car hobby. Thanks for listening. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.